Hello again, and welcome to the Yoga Discovery Podcast, sponsored by Green Tree Karma, makers of products that are good for you and good for the environment. I'm Brenda C. Epley, and I created the Yoga Discovery Podcast for students who often hear unfamiliar words in yoga classes, but aren't always exactly sure what those words mean. So, in short episodes, I'll provide some clarification always with the purpose, of course, of deepening your yoga practice. One of the objectives of yoga is to reduce or eliminate the wandering rotation of thoughts, also known as the monkey brain. Asanas, or the physical practice of yoga, combined with meditation and pranayama, which is breath restraint or control, all work together to bring us to a a one-pointed focus. I think we all agree that making the mind do what we want and when we want is no small task. Enter mantras. So what is a mantra as it relates to yoga? The word mantra first appears as a Sanskrit term that is used in the Vedas. If you listen to my first podcast on the origins of yoga, you will perhaps remember that the word Veda translates to knowledge. Vedas are important sacred texts that were written approximately 1500 to 500 BCE, before the Common Era. And the Vedas are comprised of songs, mantras, and rituals. The word mantra originates from the root word man, which means to think. Tra is a bit trickier in Sanskrit and means tool or to guide or lead. So mantras guide or lead the mind. Mantras are a repetitive sound or a sound that has a sort of a quality of vibration. They can be silent and it's usually when they are silent that we find the greatest benefit of mantras. Mantras are also found in many world religions and philosophies. And it's important also to note here that mantras can either be secular or spiritual in nature. They are much more powerful than an affirmation, such as uh, the example of, I am strong. The focus of today's Yoga Discovery podcast is focusing upon mantras that are used in a yoga practice. So next question, what is the purpose of a mantra? Mantras are used to guide the mind. If you struggle with attachments to thoughts, mantras help thoughts come and go at will. If you're in a yoga class, for example, and negativity clouds your mind, mantras direct your focus inward. They tend to eliminate the wandering rotations of the mind, that monkey brain again, that feed into our desires and attachments. Mantras can also be used to direct our attention away from negative emotions. But ultimately, mantras are vehicles to move us towards a state of peace and fulfillment and enlightenment. So, how do we use mantras? In meditation, mantras are used to refine and bring focus to a single point. The repetitive nature of a mantra allows the resonance of the sound to continue without effort. 
consider how sounds have the ability to transfer your mind. Sounds such as the ocean waves, for example, breaking on a beach, or sounds of a rainforest, a, a single violin, or, or in contrast, cars that are honking their horns at rush hour. The vibrational quality of a mantra is very important. When mantras are spoken in the ancient language of Sanskrit, the sounds of the mantra have a noticeable vibration. Let's stop for a moment and, and talk about mala beads. You've surely seen those strands of beads that look something like a necklace. The word mala in Sanskrit translates to counting device. Each individual bead is used to recite one mantra. When they are held gently in your hand, your fingers effortlessly slide from one bead to the next. The word japa, spelled J-A-P-A, is a Sanskrit word that refers to the repetition of a mantra. The tassel bead, sometimes referred to as the guru bead, represents the goal of your practice. And this bead is never counted in the japa, but serves as the start and end point of your recitation. Why are there 108 mala beads in a strand? The number 108 is sacred and has numerous meanings. For example, there are 54 letters in the Sanskrit alphabet, and each letter is masculine or feminine. 54 times 2 equals 108. Also, the diameter of the sun is 108 times the diameter of the earth, and the distance from the sun to the earth is 108 times the diameter of the sun. So these are just a, a few of the more commonly heard reasons to explain the use of 108 beads. If you dive deeply enough, I'm absolutely certain that you will find other explanations. When you can't practice asana, again, the physical postures of yoga, or pranayama, which is breath control, you can practice using mantras. The number of times that you repeat your mantra is based upon several things that align with your purpose for repeating the mantra. And some traditions are very specific and define, for example, the number of times the mantra must be repeated and in what time frame. Mantras can also be a single syllable, and these are known as bija or seed mantras, or several words that are strung together for a vibrational quality. When you are ready to begin the japa practice, it is best to be in a sort of comfortable meditative seat to allow prana or your life's energy to flow unobstructed throughout your body. I want to stress that comfortable is important here. If you are uncomfortable or in pain, you will no doubt have difficulty finding the focus that is needed to begin the japa. When you are first starting to use and explore mantras, a comfortable meditative seat will also help to eliminate distractions. However, you can absolutely use mantras anywhere and at any time. Remember, too, that you don't need mala beads to begin your japa, although they are very helpful to keep track of the number of repetitions. Setting a timer on your phone or a kitchen timer can also be helpful so that you aren't worried about how much time is passing. When you are ready, you will close your eyes or have a very soft, one-pointed gaze. Begin by saying the mantra aloud slowly, then faster. Try to avoid being mechanical. 
When it starts to come easily and without any thought, move the mantra internally so that it is vocally silent. Remember, the goal is to bring the focus to the mantra. And if you find that your mind wanders when repeating your mantra, don't analyze in the moment why this is happening. There's no need to do that. Instead, just come back to the mantra. So what are some common mantras that you may have heard in a yoga class? Let's start with Om. This is a great one to start with because it is so commonly heard and you can't miss the Sanskrit symbol for Om that you most certainly have seen outside yoga studios. It is a bija, meaning a single seed mantra. Om is a sacred sound that embodies the sound at the moment the universe was created and is the hum of the earth. Isn't that just a beautiful definition? It is often heard at the beginning and end of a sacred or longer mantra and chants. The focus here is upon the vibrational quality of the sound and is actually four sounds combined together. The first sound is ah, as in odd. The second sound is o, oh, as in o. Oh. And the third sound is mmm. And there is actually a fourth sound, which is silence. Listen for a moment to a Tibetan monk recite Om. Another common mantra is Om Mani Padme Hum. This mantra, like many Sanskrit words, is very difficult to translate into English. It has its roots in Buddhism and is the very heart of Buddhist teachings. But no, you don't need to be a, a Buddhist to use the mantra. The focus of the Om Mani Padme Hum mantra is upon compassion. I've already explained Om. And according to the Dalai Lama, Mani means jewel and symbolizes our altruistic nature. The Dalai Lama further explains by saying that, quote, Padme, meaning lotus, symbolizes wisdom. Think of a lotus flower that grows up from the mud and blossoms into its perfect essence. Wisdom in this context begins as desires or attachments in an unclear state, hence the mud. But as we move away from desire and attachment, we find wisdom represented by the lotus flower. Finally, hum represents indivisibility, end quote. Listen now to a group of Buddhist monks chanting the Om Mani Padme Hum mantra. I think you'll find it very beautiful. Like Om, the Soham mantra is easy to remember and chant. Once again, there is no precise definition for this Sanskrit, but it is generally believed to translate to I am that. So Hum is a beautiful centering mantra that focuses on the individual and helps us to relate to our inner self. 
My final example of a mantra that you may hear in class is Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Shanti translates to peace. So Om Shanti 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 is an invocation of peace. There are, of course, many, many other mantras that you might hear or want to explore. What the mantra means is up to the person using the mantra. It is important that the mantra has personal meaning to you to gain the benefits of the mantra. Also, which is pretty cool, you can have your own personal mantra that is identified for you by a guru or teacher. The bottom line is that it is important to find one that works for you. And if you use one that doesn't work, no worries. Find another. By having a stronger understanding of our mind, we can make decisions grounded in wisdom. Wisdom leads to an uncluttered mind and self-realization. Whereas asana or the physical postures found in yoga prepare and support and strengthen the mind, mantras refine our focus. And that brings us to the end of today's Yoga Discovery Podcast. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at greentreeyogaofpa at gmail.com. To learn more about me and upcoming yoga opportunities, please visit green-tree-yoga.com. And until you tune in to the next Yoga Discovery Podcast, I'll end today with Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Peace, peace, peace.